0: From points across California and beyond, you are listening to the Disneyland Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 531 for the week of December 6, 2015. The Dis Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson, Mary Jomlado Willie, and Michael Bowling. Coming up on Tuesday, I have a, re- a review of the Anaheim Majestic Garden Hotel. And Mary Jo talks about the holiday tour at Disneyland Park. But right now, it's time for this week's I don't know news roundtable rapid fire. Who knows what else we're going to talk about on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone.
1: Hey there. Hey.
0: Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. So, uh, Michael and I are in Orlando. We just got done with Dizapalooza.
2: 2015.
0: Bum, bum, bum. Um, and we had a great time, a great time was had by all, um, we met lots of, uh, lots of fans, lots of, less, lots of listeners, um, and, and the park, park is just awesome. But, but I mean, but but last night was, was all about meeting people, um, including the, the, the girl behind me in the ice cream line, you know who you are.
1: Uh Uh-oh, there's a story. What did
0: she do? Sneak a feel? No, she was just (laughs) excited to meet me. That's all.
1: (laughs) That's so cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can't... That's the best thing about these Diz get-togethers is... Uh, the people that we meet, and you know, because they they tell us how much they enjoy the Disneyland show, and a number of people told me they listened to our show and not the Disney World show, or they listened to us more, which was very kind. But what really moved me, and and you know, they did talk about how much they enjoyed connecting with Walt. But what really moved me was how many people talked about how we've touched them personally in other ways that maybe we don't realize. Which way is my goal? Yeah. Well, it just in ways that when they were having a hard time, we got them through it because we were so positive. Or because when they posted it on Facebook or social media. We wrote them something encouraging that helped to get them through it. Or we make a, a, a long commute just so much better for them or a hard day at work so much better for them. Um, they made me realize that, you know, our, our, our goofiness uh, and they talked about how they like how our show is much more lighthearted and, and, and it, we, we have much more, we're more playful than other shows, but that, You know, we're just sort of goofing around talking about Disneyland and things, but there have been times we have had a much deeper impact than we've realized. And it was very humbling and moving to hear people's personal stories and that, that we've played a part in their lives that we didn't realize. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to say that we're the messiahs or something of podcasting. But it's, it was just so kind of people to, to share those personal stories with me and to know that all of us have really been a positive impact on these people as they welcomed us into their lives.
3: That's so nice. That's so nice that they shared that with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Cause it, cause when people take the time to tell us things like that, it means a lot to us, right? I know that I carry these messages in my heart when people share them with me. Absolutely. So that's so true. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and they've also talked about how even when, um, they were coming to the parks or they were in the parks, how they, they happened to meet up with any one of us. And, you know, they mentioned Tom, Mary, Joe, Nancy, and myself. And, and just the fact that we spent a little time with them, had a kind word for them, gave them advice, um, just meant so much to them and how much they appreciated it. So. So anyways, that was nice. It was. I, I didn't spend a lot of time on the, the attractions and in the shops, but the time flew by just talking with people that have made us a part of their lives. It was so nice, and I appreciated it so much.
3: What a cool place to meet fellow dissers though.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely.
0: Well, just talking a little bit about, about the Universal Parks. Um You know how we say that if you're a Disney World fan and you haven't been to Disneyland, you should. If you are a fan of Universal Hollywood or at least enjoy it, you need to come out to Universal Orlando. It is, I, I mean, two full parks, bigger than, bigger than the California park. Um, great attractions, great theming. It's the, it, I really had a good time. Yeah, I did too. And I was really surprised because I went in thinking,
2: oh, I'm not going to enjoy this too much and all that. The first of all, my doctor gave me an over the counter medication. Nancy, what was that again? Cause you, oh, necrozine. It.
1: It's yeah, the and, main ingredient in Bonine over the counter. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and he gave it was sort of a much stronger dose I got it through Kaiser and that allowed me to go on a lot of the attractions. Um I was able to go on the two Harry Potter rides with no issues. Yeah. And um and I went on Spider-Man and um uh, uh, several others. Uh, the the Simpsons attraction, but um the level of theming and the detail it it just rivals Disney. I mean, it, it's remarkable when you walk into Universal Studios Orlando, and and their sort of Hollywood Avenue, whatever it is. When you compare it to Universal, as Tom was saying, Universal Studios California, we were talking earlier. There's no comparison. But even with Universal or with Disney Studios Hollywood, there's absolutely no com- comparison. The detail and the the buildings that they built at universal are are much greater. I mean, it's amazing. Carol and I watched the Macy's parade standing in front of Macy's and oh, you listen, would th- <laughs> you would think we were there in New York. They recreated it so well. And um but the technology in their attractions is absolutely incredible. And that's the thing where like Disney Hollywood Studios is sort of stuck in in amber in time and basically universal studios orlando they have very few of their original attractions they have upgraded all of them they've replaced all of them and the technology is incredible with these the the hologram images they're able to do you think those people like dumbledore spider-man and green goblin and and, you know the hogwarts students are all really there um as Tom said, uh, you know, if you're a diehard Disney fan, go to, go to Universal. I am so excited to go to Universal Studios Hollywood to see Hogsmeade and Hogwarts because we're getting the Japanese version, which is, as we talked about previously, yeah. which is going to be in 3D. So I'm really excited about that.
3: How would you compare since you've gone to both the Hogsmeade and Hogwarts? I've only been to the one that when from the last Palooza? What's the difference between the two areas?
2: Um well, in you know you're in, in the original area in Overn Islands of Adventure, you're in Hogsmeade and it's a little more intimate, a very well detailed and the Harry Potter attraction what I like about that when you're going through uh, when you're going through Hogwarts, it's a combination of, you know, the, the three dimensional, well, the, the sort of the holographic film, and they also have audio animatronics in it as well. Mm-hmm. I broke down twice on it, and part of the way, through we went with the working lights on so we, I got to see oh, sort of what cool. it really looks like oh, that's it's awesome. amazing what it's amazing what a small space you're really in yeah wow because that's, that's my all
3: time favorite attraction right now yeah. I, the ingenuity in putting it together
2: yeah but um, and Gringotts is um, all the automatro- audio animatronics are in the queues, and the cues are amazing like Carol could we took a castle tour at Hogwarts so she could at least see the queues, and then she bailed and I got in single riders line but but um, the, but the in, in the Gringotts it's all um, screens, so there's no audio animatronics or three dimensional.
0: But it's more of a roller coaster mm-hmm. ride than than the, the motion simulator. Exactly. Right. right.
2: And Gring, I I would say that. Uh, And there you have Diagon Alley. And there's a little, there's more nooks and crannies and more um, alleyways and all that to explore. Uh, Diagon Alley is a little more generous with their space. Food is better over though at, um, over at Hogsmeade. How do you get
3: from one to the other? Do you only walk or do they have a train that?
2: You take the Hogwarts Express. It is Amazing. It is exactly like the film. You sit in compartments. You're on a real train. All kinds of things take place outside the windows. You see things uh-huh. that, that the students experienced in, in the films. And there's even action going on in the corridor. Right outside oh, your compartment door as, cause there's times when you're going through and you're, you're clearly going through maybe a tunnel or something. So there's nothing to see. Right. So then your attention is diverted by action going on in the, um, corridor. Do they do, do, you know, use outside. Live,
1: do they use live actors or is it all?
2: It's shadows and images. There's okay. a time when, when Ron Weasley sort of peers in to see who's in the compartment and you That's sort cool. of see his face. So it's. So well done. Well, I know the Um,
1: cast said that they had fun doing the Hogwarts Express stuff, mm -hmm. Um, you know, in the interviews leading up to the opening of Diagon Alley and stuff like that. So, I mean, I have to, I couldn't agree with you more on on the visuals and stuff like that from both areas. I mean, when we were there last summer, you know, that was the first chance I'd given Universal besides going to the Disappalooza. That, that was the first chance I'd given Universal to go to a theme park um since it opened the year it opened and the year it opened, it was okay. But I was very much more impressed when we went last summer. So, and we were there like, Literally two days before they did the soft opening for Diagon Alley, so we really enjoyed even just standing outside the perimeter, watching you know watching um, um, oh creature open up the window.
2: Yes,
3: and yes.
1: and looking in the night bus and stuff like that. And I heard you guys had like some some of like the night bus actor uh, actors and such, and all that at the party. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. They had um the shops open. They had uh they had um the musical performers there. Uh they had everything going. We got free um butterbeer in all its forms, and this time you got the actual um, mug that you normally pay, what is it, like five ninety nine for extra or something? Yeah, so that says um that said um I think it says butterbeer or yeah. something on yeah. it. Yeah. And um yeah. So, uh, and then we got all the ice cream we wanted. And uh, I oh, mean, it, was, was, it was terrific. It was good. Uh, Carol had uh, some sort of caramel swir- swirl and didn't like that one. I had the butter beer and then, and that was good. The soft serve. And then she also had, uh, a toffee one that I had today and it was very good.
1: Did you uh, try the lavender? Try-
0: No, I wanted to try the
1: lavender. Oh, I love the lavender ice cream. You guys know that.
0: I I I tried the chocolate chili, which was really good.
1: Oh, excellent combination.
0: Yes, spicy.
1: Excellent combination.
0: And, and the detail, there
2: are things going on in windows. Um, I bumped into Ryan or Rhino. Uh, he had his interactive, um, wand on Nocturne, um, Alley. I and can't. he was, he was m- making all the windows do things. Well, well, really? attempting to. Oh, I saw I, other people do so things. Cool. Yeah. They have these windows where they have, they have little medallions in the, in the cobblestone. And it gives you an idea of how you're supposed to, um, Flick your wand and, and then with the words that you're supposed to say. And then it, it, there's, if your spell works, then there's an action in the window or the sign or something like that. Very clever. And they've done that in Hogsmeade. But what they did yeah. is it was the windows that were already sort of moving. And so now they made them interactive in response to the wands.
1: Yeah. We when we were there last summer, they were beta testing, um, they were beta testing the Diagon Alley windows. So cast members were coming through and doing the, and doing the commands and stuff for the spells. So that was really cool to watch. So we kind of, we kind of followed along after them. So Zoe and Lily could watch all the windows.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, they just really outdid themselves. And we went into this one attraction. It was Poseidon's Fury. And you, this is one of the ones that the fired Imagineers, um, when Disney World was done, they, they built. And so the main character, his name is Dr. Elias Baxter, which of course is a nod to Walt Disney oh gosh, yeah. and Tony Baxter. So it's funny. hilarious. And they have a couple other little Disney references in it, but you have to really be a Disney geek to pick up on them. But even like they have columns and they're, this, they're, they're, they're Mickey's colors on the set, the red, black and yellow. And all that. I mean, really cute.
1: The kids were too unsure to go in that one, but that was something that we wanted to check out.
2: Yeah. The storyline is a little lame. The the special effects are incredible. Absolutely
0: fantastic.
1: Wow. Well, see, now we got to go back.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. So so what's been happening in California?
1: Ask oh gosh, Mary all Jo. All kinds of
0: things. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Mary I, Jo's been, been all over the parks.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, she has.
3: I've had a, a busy week. I, uh, As you know, I went on the holiday tour on Monday, which was pretty neat. And then Friday morning, went with Kelly and my cousins bright and early to Disneyland to get candy canes because they're making them fresh right now. And I remember tasting one years ago that Nancy had, but it was a few days. There's nothing and Nancy can attest to that. There's nothing like getting a fresh candy cane at Disneyland right after it's been made. Oh, yeah. You actually and ate it? Pardon me?
0: You actually ate it?
3: Um, I, I broke Kelly's and tasted it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice.
2: I, I have one and I've used it for years as a Christmas decoration. <laughs> I couldn't bear to open it and need it.
3: Well, we, I bought two. Oh, okay. So, so I bought two and then um, she – yeah, I didn't give her a choice. I just kind of like broke a, a chunk off of it. But – Um, one of, so we got there a half hour before the park opened. I can only think that the park is going to get busier. Well, both parks, Disneyland and California Adventure. And so maybe a half hour, I would really go maybe an hour, 45 minutes maybe before the park opens, get in there and then go straight to the line that's in front of, it's either going to be the Candy Palace at Disneyland or Trolley Treats at California Adventure. And that's what we did. We got in line. Everybody was in a good mood. There was a cast member making sure that we all knew that we were in line for candy canes, and they gave all of us two wristbands. And you're allowed one candy per wristband. By the time we got through, our my return time was 10:30, and my cousin's was 11 o'clock, and there was a long line behind us. So I think they, you know, they, they, there's a, I didn't get an official answer of how many batches. The Disneyland blog said three to four batches a day. Somebody else told me five batches and they make 40 to 45 candy canes per batch. So um, we'll we'll see how it goes, but it was fun. We, we went there and then when we went back to collect our candy canes, very organized, they made sure that they cut off our wristbands and we were allowed the candy one candy cane per wristband. And then we watched them make the candy canes and they had already done part of it. So when we... When we got there, they had already formed the blocks and put the colors on, and um, the layers of the color, and they were starting to twist them. And then he formed the candy canes, and there were three men that did it. And so I periscoped it. and f- It was the first time I had, I know Kathy Whirling periscopes things at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what the heck, I think I'll try this too. And ended up, um, 75 people were watching it. So, I thought that that was a really cool thing. So, maybe some of the things that we get to experience, we might share with our listeners that way. You know, you see it live. It only lasts a couple of days, I think, and then disappears off your feed.
2: Oh, okay. So, that was, was my wondering. question. How long does it stay there? Oh, I
1: okay. thought it was more like 24 hours or something, but it's good to it know could, it lasts longer.
3: Well, 24 to 48 hours, I think. It could be 24 hours because um the periscope that I did on the candy canes already disappeared. And then Kelly saw that I did that. So she periscoped the holiday, the Christmas parade. And then last, yesterday I periscoped, um, well, I'm sorry, I'm jumping around. Okay. So we did that on Friday. We did the candy canes and we went on um, some of the attractions and stuff. And it was so cute. There was a family in Pirates of the Caribbean who had never been to Disneyland before. And they wanted to know if they were going to get wet on this attraction, if it went fast and everything. So it was fun kind of explaining it to them. After the ride was over, the husband told me that his wife thought they were real pirates.
1: On the, <laughs> on the attraction. That's awesome.
3: It's, you know, we've gone at it so many times that, you know, we're looking at the technical, you know, the, the details and stuff. But for people who are going for the first time, um, it just, it was really cute because of the innocence of, of these people that, but they're from San Francisco, Michael.
2: Oh, interesting.
3: That was neat. Hmm. Um, went back to Disneyland yesterday. We spent a lot of time in California Adventure, and I did Periscope the lighting on Buena Vista Street. And I think that one is still on my Twitter feed. If somebody looks for Mary Jo MW on Twitter, they'll they'll see the video from that from that. But we had a lot of fun Friday morning. It was great. The crowd started coming. I'd say about one thirty, two p.m. Saturday. It was crazy busy. It was crazy busy, and I was thinking about going back today because, as many of you know, the Candlelight Processional was this weekend. Saw yeah. pictures. Um, our friend Dave Avancino was able to go tonight, and people were. Te- um, some of my friends were saying um, that they were on Haunted Mansion holiday after Ginny Goodwin and Josh Dallas were on there. Yeah, so of course, we were kind of geeking out. Yeah, I saw that. Too. Of course,
2: Carol and I rode with her privately on it. Over here in, in the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, on the Haunted Mansion. Oh, you did. Yes. That's very
1: cool. <laughs> she's wonderful. She's she is wonderful. as
2: she's as sweet as you would hope she would be in real life. And very she nice. is
1: such a huge Disney fan. Mm-hmm. The, oh, she yeah. always talks about this being her dream job. You know the fact that she gets to work for Disney on ABC on a television show. She's going to be the voice of um, Judy.
2: Oh, the rabbit! Yeah,
1: the rabbit. On, yeah. in um, mm-hmm. Zootopia.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, just woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it, it was cool. Oh,
3: and another thing I did on Friday, um, Leslie invited me to a D twenty three event at the Disney Studios in Burbank. Oh, nice! And so it was um, light up the holidays at the Disney Studios, and we uh, they were it was only from I believe six to eight thirty. And you went there and they we saw the lighting of the Christmas tree. There were carolers. There were characters. It was basically just spending time over there. And then we got hot chocolate and a cookie while we were there. And you could buy food at the commissary if you wanted to. They were selling some of the things that they sell in downtown Disney and our annual passes were effective. But they also had some other items for sale there. Plus the um, studio store was open. And Mickey's from Glendale also had some things that they had there so a lot of people there were a lot of things to do and then they had you know the theater that they have there Mm on the Uh studio they had uh christmas animated animation um animated movies so we saw a really cute one with mickey you know the the one with mickey mouse and the christmas tree with chip and dale oh yes that was fun Mm -hmm. and then uh we saw the one with um prep and landing i think that's what nancy Mm -hmm. you would know who they are oh we love prep and landing I had never seen it before, so this was all news, and we were like, well, who are they, and what's this about, and oh everything, gosh, but it was just so nice, so and one of our listeners, Krista, who I had um, told Tom that before that I had met her at the holiday tour, was also there, so she joined Leslie and me, and she made me laugh because she said that she was, that I was shorter than she expected. And so Leslie said that I, it's because I have a taller voice on the podcast. Oh, that's funny. So, so, so it was cute. But we had a really nice time. Luckily for us in Southern California, the weather is great. So it was cool, but not too cold to enjoy the time. And then it snowed in the studios too. So if Aww. anybody's D23, um, I think Michael will be talking about some stuff later on. Be Be sure to take advantage of these events because they're – they're kind of special when you're when you can go and do them.
1: They really are, so, yeah.
3: And Nancy, we almost stopped by because I know you live down the street from there. Well,
1: We're and I work right out. across the street from there. Yeah,
3: literally. I just thought you would, <laughs> you would you would kill me because I know how busy you are. You've been. Oh my gosh! So. Yeah,
1: soon, soon, <laughs> soon. Thing things are starting to smooth out with the new job. So oh good, it's, but it's it's definitely been busy. So. Okay. Lots and of then I just, the,
3: the last thing I'm going to say for, for housekeeping, um, I, I highly recommend going to Knott's Merry Farm at this time of year. It's so pretty. The shows, we saw Snoopy on ice and the price of the ticket. My friends and I thought that the ice show was worth it. They had some professionals on there. <laughs> he was swinging the, the woman around. Her head m- had to have been brushing the ice. And we were like scrunching our, our eyes because we, we were sure she was going to crash, but the show was beautiful. Uh, of course, we saw the Billies there and we saw their holiday. I did periscope that too for the Billy fans out there. Um, and then at nighttime on Ghost Town, it snows while you're walking around. So with Aww. all of the, Oh, yeah, it's, it was just beautiful. We, we had such a nice time today over there. And it's not as crowded as Disneyland. There's a lot of people there. Don't take me wrong. Um, but it's, you can still, there's room to breathe and to enjoy the attractions. And today was Sunday. So for people, when you, if people are blocked out on the weekend, head over to Knott's Murray farm.
0: Very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what else we to talk about. Let's talk about Aladdin. You have, you, there's something going on on the boards about Aladdin, Mary Jo.
3: Um, I know, uh, you're talking about the
0: the fast the passes. Fast, show pass, or the, fast pass,
3: oh yeah, I mentioned that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um apparently starting this Thursday, they're gonna start taking fast passes for Aladdin, so be be prepared, you know, as the show comes to a close, more and more it's just gonna get really crowded, so that you might want to after the um radiator springs racers. Right, right. You might want to grab a fast pass for the Aladdin show, or it might—it's probably not tied together, but um, make sure that you get that because you don't want to miss it. If you can, if you can possibly go to it, are any of you guys going to go to any shows before it closes?
2: Carol and I are—we're going to take our granddaughter there to go on Rivers of America and see Fantasmic Mm -hmm. and to see uh, um, Aladdin one last time.
3: Yeah, I think it, and then and and go on the train. Oh yeah. That's that'll be a definite right. Mm-hmm. And thank you to Luella for trying. She was tr- she was sending messages and she was. tagging us and everything, trying to get us because the Disneyland blog was having a special um, they're having an event for the Last Aladdin show or one of the Last Aladdin shows. Right. They're doing and it a month and by the time either. I saw it and I it was they're sold out. They would they yeah. those okay. I can't even try for that gone. kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like it, we never, we're so far, we're far enough away that we just never make it there in time. And with our jobs and,
3: yeah. Right. So in the chat room, um Keith is asking if Aladdin is ending. Yes, Keith, it's ending and the new show is going to be frozen when they start again.
1: And auditions are Probably. up. One of you guys posted up something, emailed us and said auditions are up for that. There was an audition announcement, Mary Jo. I think you have sent that out. Yeah, that was going
3: to be like one of the rapid fires.
0: <laughs> Except we're not
3: rapid firing today, are yeah, we? We're kind of we're kind of okay.
0: running loose with with, with okay things. Tonight, yeah, so, so.
3: there. Uh, so for any uh, talented people who want to participate, the like Nancy said that the auditions are up for Aladdin. Right for excuse me for Frozen.
0: I will be <laughs> auditioning for Sven.
3: Oh, you'd be a cute. Uh, not Olaf.
0: Oh, no, mm-hmm.
3: no. He would be a cute Olaf.
0: Okay. You're the same um, size as Olaf. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs>
1: what?
0: All right, what? so let's go back to D23 for a second. Um, they announced a bunch of things coming in 2016. And yeah. one obvious omission. So Mike Michael has that list.
2: Yeah, the obvious omission, Tom and I were talking about it before the show. Uh, is that there is no Destination D on the calendar because, you know, they do a Destination D in the years between the expo. And it last, last year it was at, uh, Disney World for the first time. And it was uh, mainly on Disneyland and the, uh, the 1964-65 World's New York World's Fair. And
3: Michael, can you just refresh my memory? What mm-hmm. is Destination D?
2: It's basically a smaller, uh, D23 Expo, except it's all in one room. There is a theme to it. Like it was, it might be on Disneyland history. Or as I said, the last one focused on the, uh, the World's Fair and the attractions that came out of the World's Fair.
0: And they did one on animation.
2: Mm hmm. Okay. And, and, but it's in one room, usually a giant ballroom, and everybody has an assigned seat.
0: No, 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 no. Everyone has a seat. a
2: seat. Yeah, that's what I meant. I mean, it's not like where you're lining up and you might get in or might not get in, like at the expo. Okay. That's the, what the, I meant. There's
0: enough seats for everyone.
2: Yeah, that's it.
0: So it's like all the presentations that happened upstairs at the expo. Yes. it's But it's all in one room and a whole weekend of that. <laughs> Okay.
2: And then they would have a special evening event. It might be the showing of maybe a new documentary or something like that. Uh, they, like they had the El, Walton El Grupo, which was about his trip to, um, you know, South America. Right. That produced Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros, um, you know, right during World War II and, and during the strike at the studio. So, uh, so they'll do things like that as well. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, so I was looking forward to it and they're not going to have it this year, but they do have a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, January 29th, you might remember a few weeks ago, I talked about that event that it was a tour of the animation research, um, library and yeah. then, and meeting with Andreas Deja. They're doing it again. They call it the D23 behind the scenes experience in Burbank, California. February 20th, they're going to have a screening of Alice in Wonderland at the studio in Burbank, California, because it is having an anniversary this year. And then they usually do something else uh, they might have a panel discussion, uh, you know, it, it, or something like that. Some of the actors or actresses who did the voices or animators who worked on it may be there. Um, March 18th, they're starting the, um, restarting Lunch with a Disney legend again. And so the first one is Friends of the Diz. If you went on Podcast Cruise 2.0, you should remember Charlie Ridgeway, who was the publicist for Disney, um, way back in the day when Walt Disney World first opened. And so, fittingly, this will be at the Walt Disney World Resort on March 18th. Um, March 19th, they will um, they will be showing Alice in Wonderland at Walt- the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, April 8th, they're going to have lunch with the Disney legend. They have not yet announced who that legend will be. It will be, though, at Burbank. April 9th, they're going to have a D23 day at the Walt Disney Studios and Archives in um, Burbank, and that's going to, again, be, uh, it's going to be a tour of the studio lot and walt disney archives they're going to be highlighting historic moments from disney films television and in theme parks they also for 2016 they're going to enhance it a bit with a very special new location that they will be announcing um later in the year and um let's see april 20th they've been doing this for a while newsies is on its um tour around the United States. I saw it when it was in San Francisco, Carol, and I did fantastic show. You've got to see it. They're going to have a D23 member night at Newsies on tour in Portland, Oregon. And not only do you get to see Newsies, uh, but they will have a special sort of pre-show where they will have some of the actors and the people producing the um, musical will talk to just the D23 members also they did things I know in the San Francisco one where you also got like a free program and and a couple of other things as well and um, so I'm sure they'll be doing something similar like that May 21st Finding Nemo which is having its anniversary will be shown at the Walt Disney World Resort June 4th Finding Nemo will be shown in Burbank. Um, June 8th, the D23 member night of Newsies will be at Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, d- July 18th, they will be doing an, oh, I'm sorry, ju- um, June 25th, there'll be another D23 day at the Walt Disney Studios and Archives in Burbank where they'll have the tour. Uh, as I talked about previously, July 18th, there's another behind the scenes experience in Burbank, California, uh, whether it's going to be, uh, um, you know, touring the animation research library, whatever, they will announce it. August 28th, this is a August 20th. This is a fun one. The Reluctant Dragon is having its 75th anniversary screening event in Burbank, California. This is where you really see the studio and Walt's time. Um and because a lot of it was filmed at the studio, it was it's partly animation and partly a live-action film. Isn't
0: that why that sign is there on the corner, right? Exactly,
2: but, where yeah. it says Dopey Drive and, you know, and Pluto's mm-hmm. Little Hydrant. It was made for that film. And then it was only supposed oh. to be temporary, but it became so iconic they kept it there. And it has no relation to anything um, in there. They just put it up as a, a set decoration. Um, September 23rd, again, another lunch with a Disney legend, this time in Walt Disney World. September 24th, Bed knobs and broomsticks is favorites. having it's yeah and it's having its anniversary showing at the Walt Disney World Resort. There's also a few other things that are going to be coming up. Um, they haven't announced dates for it yet. The D23 Disney Faniversary Celebration. You might remember they did a special. It was sort of an online thing for Lady and the Tramp this year, and you downloaded. Um, some materials, and you sort of did your own home celebration of Lady and the Tramp and then posted them on the D23 um, feed, Twitter feed and all that. It's going to be for Beauty and the Beast this year, so they'll announce more in 2016. Um, October 8th, Bedknobs and Broomsticks will be shown in Burbank, California. October 22nd is the Sip and Scream at the Walt Disney World Resort. And what that is it's it's one of their signature events. This was a Halloween twist on d twenty three strip uh, strip dear Lord that was the disney after Dark version um <laughs> on disney d twenty three sip and stroll event at Walt disney World in the fall so it, that sounds like this is going to be a um Halloween event it's and this of, is
0: part of food and wine right <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, but this is going to be both um in Orlando as well as Anaheim. So they'll announce a little more on that later. Um, November 18th in Burbank will be lunch at the Disney Legend. They'll announce who it is later. And then on November 19th in Burbank, they'll have another D23 day at the Walt Disney Studios. So a lot of things coming up. There's one other thing that I wanted to let you know about. And, um, I, I'm sorry, I'm looking at this on my phone, which I never do. And, um, basically what you can do is I'm, um, trying to find this is that you can now, the archives, I talked a while back about how the archives is, um, how they've been screening, um, the films and images and all that into digital. Well, now you can get through the Walt Disney Archives classic images of Walt Disney. And it's a new print-on-demand um, based on photos they've gotten from the Walt Disney Archives. And so you can own some really nice artwork. So with the holidays coming up, the day the show goes up, it's Hanukkah, of course. Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish listeners. And we, well, have, Christ- right. and we have Christmas coming up. Um, they've launched this basically... On the day we're recording this show, on December 5th, which would be Walt Disney's 114th birthday, they are going to have a print-on-demand photo service where that you're going to be able to print um, iconic photographs um, from a young Walt Disney from as far back as 1932 to – um a shot of Sleeping Beauty Castle on opening day at Disneyland in 1955. And you can, there's all kinds of photos and you, they'll be available for purchase in different sizes and formats. You can, um, you can have them printed as photographs or on canvas. And most of them are rare behind the scenes photographs. So anyway, and so, um, you can customize your order: an eleven by fourteen print on paper or gallery wrap canvas starts at fifty nine dollars to a twenty by twenty print in natural black blackwood frames from one hundred and fifty dollars. Like I said, all the images and artwork comes from the photo library um, owned by the Walt Disney Archives, and they have roughly four million photos that rarely leave um, the archives. So they're, this is going to be an ongoing process. So they're going to be adding more and more photos to this collection. So what you can do is um, you can just go to DisneyPhotoArchives.com, and we'll have a link to it in our show notes, where you can um, take a look and see what there is, maybe get a gift for yourself or for your loved ones.
3: There's so much happening. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's amazing, you know, and when, when how many years ago people were complaining there weren't enough events? Oh, I know, and there weren't any events that anyone could actually really go to. In fact, I complained once upon a time that you know that uh D23 wasn't quite for families, it was more for mm-hmm. you know folks like yourself where the kids are grown or or people that spend more time without their kids at Disney. So, so yeah.
0: Go for Lots it. That's a fun stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and you, and you have to look for it. I mean, you can't just, it's its not going to come to you. you gotta—you got to look for it. But it could be coming to your town and, and you not even know it. Yeah. All right. Anything else we want to talk about? Ooh,
1: I just got a breaking photograph across my Facebook page. Of Candlelight looks absolutely gorgeous tonight at Disneyland. So awesome. I, I have a friend awesome. in the audience. They just sent out a beautiful picture. Maybe I'll share it.
0: Okay, cool.
1: So it's very very nice. Very
0: very gorgeous. Excellent. Mayor Joe, do you have anything else you want to talk about?
1: Uh
3: just at just reminding everybody at the El Capitan Theater, all the Star Wars fans, that they're having some you know, they always have an extra show and and opportunities to see some of the memorabilia from the different movies. So I wanted to make sure that everybody knows that over there at the El Capitan Theater, before the movie, they're going to have a lightsaber show. Oh,
0: when Star um, Wars comes out?
3: Yep, when Star. What am I saying?
0: I don't know. Um, oh, said, I wasn't saying yeah, Star Wars. You did. You never said Star Wars.
3: I'm sorry. So when Star Wars opens on December 18th? Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> hmm. <laughs>
3: sorry about that. In my mind, I had this whole thing. So, but anyway, they're they're going to be having. It's going to run for seven weeks at the El Cap um, through sometime in February.
0: Sometime in 2017,
3: yeah, sometime in 20 se- no we, we, we wish, but there's going to be a laser lightsaber curtain show ahead of the in front of the film, so um, that would be fun to watch. and then some of you may or may not know that this seats can they're assigned seating. you can get general or you have the option to yep. get assigned so you don't have to worry about it. They also have a VIP comic book admission ticket which includes popcorn drink and two exclusive variant cover designs of the Star Wars Vader down number 1 comic book by Todd Nauck or Michael Walsh. There's also going to be cosplay and cocktail evenings on select dates. That includes a private stroll through the costumes along with other people who've, who've um, purchased the special tickets. And then this, I thought this was interesting for families who have young children. There's screenings that are going to be um, tailored for small children where the theater isn't quite as dark mm-hmm. and the sound isn't so um, reverberate. It doesn't reverberate so yeah. much. So you can, it's like a child friendly version of, it's the same movie. But not as intense. They do that a lot
1: in theaters here in this area. They, they call them either mom movies or something like that. They're shown in during the daytime and then they do that so that you can, you can, so you can attend an actual real movie and bring your infant baby and no one will care.
3: (laughs) I, I never knew that they did that. I thought, I just thought that that was really
1: cool that when I first had Zoe, I went to them a lot during my first Three months, you know, when I had my maternity leave, I took Zoe to movies like almost every week and I met up with a little group of moms that, that went to the matinee. It Very was really cool. fun. And
3: then, um, in addition to that, downstairs, there's gonna be a few of the key costumes that they have yep. in the, uh, in the movie, The Force Awakens, plus certain props and other pieces will be there. <laughs> so why are you laughing?
0: Because, Um, the, with Season of the Force going on on both coasts, plus that going on, you don't know exactly which props are real and which are not I ones think you get replicas. the glove on one of the
3: stormtroopers <laughs> out uh uniforms yeah, right <laughs> the 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 knee guard for the other one um I think you get the left shoe for Yes
0: exactly well no I, cuz I noticed that they had like the same helmets in in Florida as they do in in California so they they kind of mean-less now <laughs> Sorry I just gave spoilers Well
3: but but That's I okay. would say for for people who don't have the opportunity to go into the parks to go to the, the launch pads right, 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 this is a nice opportunity yeah, for those yeah. people so yeah. for the other people but anyway I just wanted to make sure that people knew about it because if you're anything like me I'm going to see the movie more than one time so our tickets are for the IMAX theater but we're really tempted to go see it at the El Capitan just because it's so um, the experience is going to be so neat right exactly
1: yeah Yeah, no it's so true it's so true um and it it, you know and don't and don't forget too that you get your parking validated for across the street to hollywood and highland so remember you get your parking validated you can park across in the big giant garage hollywood and highland and you get your parking for the movie validated
3: i didn't know you got it validated That's that's pretty good heck
1: yeah okay
3: Somebody had asked me if it was safe to park over there. I typically park behind the theater. I've never been worried about it because there's so many people. So they do have parking behind the theater.
1: I'd rather park and say that again, Nancy. I would much rather I feel much safer walking across the street to Hollywood and Highland and parking in that big, giant, modern, less than 14 year old garage, which has tons of people in and out of it all the time.
3: Mm hmm. Than yeah, I would say for, then parking in the back where there's, where it's kind, kind of, of like, scuzzy. Yeah. 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 Nice. I have no problem parking there. I par- I've parked there several times, but for people who, you know, especially if you're going there for the first time, like Nancy said, it's, it's a lot, a lot brighter and safer in the parking garage. that's just across the street and it's cool to be over there anyway. So
2: we park where you park, Mary Jo. Sometimes you'll get a contact high walking from the car to the Capitan. (laughs) That's just
1: a bonus. (laughs) Well, you have to find more of the crazy people.
2: (laughs) All right. Michael, you have anything else? No, no. Just we've had a great time heading over to Disney World tomorrow.
0: Heading home tomorrow.
3: (sighs) There's still a lot of people over there, right, Michael? I see a lot of pictures. Oh, my gosh, yeah.
2: There are. A lot of people are leaving Monday. Because they came earlier in the week and and then some people are just staying later into the week. We're flying home on Wednesday.
0: Nice. Very cool. Alright. Uh, I neglected to say hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. Uh, if you want to listen live to us Sunday evenings at 8pm Pacific, head to mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R dot com. There's a link in our show notes page and on Facebook. Um, however, next week will be our final show for the year. Uh, Break out uh, the champagne. Yes. Uh, and then we will be off two Sundays and then we will be back fresh in January. Um, so. Oh, a couple.
3: Just. Um, yeah. I'm seeing in the chat room a couple of things, Tom. Okay. First of all, Happy belated birthday to Walt Disney. Uh-huh. Um, happy birthday to Pete. Yes. Um, everybody knows who Pete is. Yes. And then somebody was asking, I want to get your, the team's opinion on this. Do you think a D23 membership is worth it? Since we're talking about the upcoming activities in, in 2016.
0: So I broke down a got with one. You. If you, you can, got one, if, Nancy? if you can attend the, yeah, well, there yes. is a free membership and some of these events you can buy, um, through with the free membership. And I think the ticket prices may be slightly higher mm-hmm. if you have just the free membership. So start with the free membership and see if, see if, if you it use it. Yeah. And then upgrade.
3: I think yeah, I broke down and I got one yeah. too, but that was because I wanted to go to D23 Expo.
2: I think it is just. I like the magazine that comes out four times a year, and uh and I go to. I usually go to a couple D twenty three events every year, so mm-hmm. so for me it makes sense to do it. But the magazine's terrific. I mean, it's really and well that's done. with the gold membership, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah,
3: I have the membership, but Leslie's the one who jumps on all of these events, and she invites me. So luckily for me, I have good friends.
2: Yeah, I don't have good friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodness. I. This is, like I said, this is going to be a, a weird show because we are in Orlando and lots, lots of things happening. So, Nancy, Mary Jo, thank you for joining us tonight.
3: Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for including
0: us. Yay. All right. Uh, Michael. <laughs> hi hi <laughs> we're right here It's <laughs> <That's> weird <laughs> um, all right that's gonna do it for this segment of the Diz unplugged be sure to catch all of our other disneyland shows this week and of course we'll be back again next week one last time for this year until then remember disneyland is always more magical when it's shared thanks for listening